of the Goof Mountain Radio Show. It's episode 84, 85? I, I, don't, I don't know at this point. Uh, we're rolling right into episode 100 real soon. Thank you again to Anchor for sponsoring this podcast and making all of this possible. Thank you to you guys for listening and joining me here once again. It is that time, once again, when I have scrounged around the internet and have begged and pleaded with homeless people endlessly so I could find a guest to come on my show. Uh, but thankfully, I, I, well, I mean, I don't know, thankfully, but I don't have a homeless guy. Maybe not homeless yet. I don't know. But for the first time, I actually have someone else who's in the military. But also, at the same time, they're a content creator here. Well, not here, but over on Twitch and on YouTube and on Twitter. So, please welcome, forgive the reek from the army. I don't know. Hi. Say hi. Well, hello. Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> not not homeless yet was not, key. Not that. not homeless yet. Um, so uh, before we get into the questions, <laughs> I thought I'd surprise you. Uh, but to give you guys a little bit of a background, uh, we both met in a we both we both met on Twitch. So um, that was fun. That definitely was an interesting experience. <laughs> To say the least, it, it, it was interesting. <laughs> we, yeah, that that was that was a complete mess, but turned out actually pretty good. And now um, you've done and you've you've gone and built a a beautiful community around yourself um, and around uh, all over on Twitch. So you're you're doing pretty good for yourself. You you could say. I mean, I would I would argue that you are part of the building of that community. No one, so. need, no one needs to know that. Um, <laughs> but I've got, of course, I've got some typical questions because people on the internet want to know uh, more about the military side since I don't have much to show for since I've only been in for three years and I'm a pleb. But uh, you, sir, you've been in for how long now? Uh, ten years this month. Ten, ten years this month. Good Lord. And uh, whole years, and you are uh, you are infantry. I am, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so the first question, usually, what everybody pretty much gets asked, um, is why? Why did you torture yourself and join the military? Well, thinking back to eighteen-year-old me, because uh, I joined right out of high school. Um, I wanted to do something better with myself, right? So I was 18, didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, but I wanted to do something, what I, do something that I considered selfless. And uh, so at the time, I didn't really know much or didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I was looking around at different military branches 
and I'm kind of somebody that just uh, full sends it. Mm. So I was looking through the military branches, looking at the difference between the Army, Marines, so on and so forth. And then uh, I said, all right, let's do it. And then I like signed up in my senior year of high school because I was technically already 18, so I could. And then uh, like four months later, I was in basic. Mm. We that, just we just full sent it. <laughs> he went full send. He went full send. I I I guess I kind of went half send. I don't know. I mean, I signed up just like you did right after uh, right after high school, and uh, two. Well, I got out. Well, I went two months after I signed my contract. So that was uh yeah. That's the way to do it. I mean, if you really want to join, I mean, full send, full send while you're young, <laughs> while you have the yeah. time. Um, and then. I guess moving forward, this is kind of moving fast, but what, what would you say was your favorite deployment? Um, I would say I went to Kosovo in 2014. And so being infantry, like you're, you always expect like, you know, movements and going, try to get, well, not trying to, but encountering contact or doing, you know, doing grunt stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But when I went to Kosovo, I was in a completely different capacity and it kind of caught me off guard because I wasn't in a like infantry role. I was in more of like a, how do I put this nicely? A paper pusher role. Oh, uh, well, they moved me up to like an operations job. Okay. And so when I went to Kosovo, I was like, well, we're, they were like, yeah, we're deploying to Kosovo. And I was like, what is Kosovo? Um, but it was not a, it it was, how do I, it was, it was like a peacekeeping mission. Okay. Um, and so it wasn't like all of your guns and patrols and all of that fun stuff. I just kind of like, like you could drive off post with some people and go and have lunch downtown if you wanted to. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I mean, it was beautiful. Uh, like the local cuisine was just amazing. And working with the Kosovo security forces, because we did some work with them, was really cool to see, like, their culture and to just interact with um, the people there. But, yeah, really, the, the food was phenomenal. Ah, food, always the best part. <laughs> Can never you, deny you the food. Love it. <laughs> um, right, it was- go ahead. It was just, it was just it was an, it was an interesting experience I would say that because like while I was there I got to go down to Macedonia and I explored a lot within Kosovo um, and it was just it was something that I wasn't ever like you never prepare for that like you join as infantry and you're like oh I'm gonna deploy to all of these awful places and do you know do whatever and then all of a sudden you find yourself in Kosovo and you're like wait what is this place? <laughs> what are doing go, here? Oh yeah, you can you can go down to Macedonia and just like hang out for a few days, like just enjoy yourself. And I'm, <laughs> it was definitely unexpected. <laughs> oh, that is that's pretty nice. Yeah, that is one of the surprises you don't expect uh, for being a grunt. Hey, yeah. Um, so for ten years you've been, I'm sure you've been t- uh, stationed all over or wherever. Uh, what was your favorite? So I've actually only been technically stationed in three places mm. uh, because I'm silly and I can give you that story if you'd like. Um, so I was in Fort Hood for six years, Jeez. which was my own, my own fault. 
Well, they don't tell you when you re-enlist that if you re-enlist and then deploy, your time on station stops. Oh, so no. I <laughs> yes, this was my my first re-enlistment, and I re-enlist re-enlisted for stabilization because they were like, "Oh yeah, we're deploying again soon." So I re-enlisted uh, for a year of stabilization, and then all of a sudden we deployed. I come back. And I still had a year of stabilization because it paused while I was deployed, which nobody told me. Oh, so I ended man. up spending six years at Fort Hood. And <laughs> I would say that that was my favorite duty station, probably because I was there for six years. Um, <laughs> but it's it was less about the duty station and more about the surroundings. Right. right? So so Fort Hood is centrally located in Texas. Yep. So you have like all your major cities, like you have Austin that's 45 minutes away. You've got... Uh, Dallas, that's like three hours north. You have Houston, that's three hours to the east. Um, so, like, there's a lot to do in Texas, and there's a lot to explore, and you're just centrally located to everything. That's fair. Um, that's fair. And but Fort Hood itself is massive, and uh, there's a lot going on there all of the time. <laughs> oh, but, I imagine. Yeah. Uh... After after spending six years there, I guess I I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> it's kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's see. We're going to move around a little bit. Um, since your uh, career is actually, well, for people who don't know, uh, your career is actually coming to a close here soon, hopefully. That is correct. Um, what would you say was the greatest challenge during this entire time i would say that my job so i right after i left fort hood texas i went to fort shafter hawaii um because my single self was like i want to explore the world right right so i re-enlisted to go to hawaii well what i didn't know is they weren't sending me to where all the infantry were in hawaii uh, schofield barracks they sent me to Fort Shafter, Hawaii, which I'd never heard of. And I didn't even know existed. Mm -hmm. But my career counselor was like, oh, you want to go there? Uh, and now looking back on it, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> but uh, so, so I show up in Hawaii and go down to this mysterious place. And it's the four-star headquarters for the entire Pacific region. Oh, God, no. And so I was a staff sergeant at the time. I'm just this lowly infantry, you know, ground-pounding staff sergeant. And I show up and they're all like, there's generals all over the place. And they're all professional. And there's every single person in the world there outranks me. Um, I became what I considered to myself as a staff private. Um, but it was a complete career change. So, I, you know, I went from like, I, I think, I, yeah, I was a squad leader before I left. So I went from leading a squad to being in charge of like an inspection program. Mm-hmm. And it was an inspection program for the entire Pacific area of responsibility. So like Alaska, Hawaii, Japan, Korea, and Washington State. So now all of a sudden I'm at a four-star headquarters working for a two-star general as a staff sergeant. And I owned a program that every inspector I had outranked me. And it was just a huge learning curve at the beginning. Yeah. And very unlike what I am used to doing. Like, nothing can prepare you for that that career change. Right. 
Um, so I would definitely say that that was a steep learning curve for probably almost three years. That's the whole three years that I was there. Um, it, it, it ended up paying in dividends at the end, but whew, when I got there as a staff sergeant, it was, it was rough. <laughs> oh, I imagine that. Yeah. That would have been clenched cheeks all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and the, the problem with showing up to a four star headquarters is that as soon as you show up, they expect things of you. Right. So, they expect you to learn whatever you're doing immediately. So like even day one, day one that I showed up, they were like, all right, this, I need you to do this, this, and this. And I was like, I don't even know my name right now. Like, what, <laughs> what do you expect of me? <laughs> or yeah. And you like, you've got civilians in charge of you. And I think my immediate boss at the first one I showed up was a Lieutenant Colonel. Oh jeez. And yeah. And they were like, yeah, this is what I, I need you to do this, 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 and this. And I was, and they're like, you're in charge of this program. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Excuse you? <laughs> like, oh yeah, I need you to send an email to this general over here. And I need you to do, and I'm, I, deer in headlights, deer in headlights <laughs> for quite some time. Oh, geez. Um, so we've gone, so we've gone through some of, uh, some of these struggle times. Um, <laughs> considering how that how that went uh what would you say is your your greatest achievement out of all of this i would say i'm proud of getting promoted to sergeant first class so finally finally, <laughs> finally yeah so I, sh- I showed up on the promotion list 2000 was that 2018 i think i don't even know now um so it took me eight years to show up on the promotion list and then an additional two years to actually get promoted, which was, I'm not salty about at all. Um, but I would say that was my biggest achievement because I got promoted pretty quickly to staff sergeant. Um, and then I just sat around and waited for a while, I guess not too long, three years, but, um, you know, I had my first promotion or the first promotion board happened for Sergeant first class. And I was just told, like, because I had everything, um, I had mostly everything to be prepared to get promoted. And so when I didn't get uh, picked up the first time, I was kind of, you know, confused on like, what else I could do. And I was just told, oh, you're just young in the army. Just wait it out. You'll, you'll, you'll get looked at again. And that really doesn't help you. Um, so just sitting around waiting. And then thankfully, I was able to get a different school in. Um, which made myself much more competitive. And then the second time I got looked at, I was selected for promotion and then waited two more years. And this year I finally got promoted to Sergeant First Class. So it took me a little bit, but I would definitely say that getting promoted to Sergeant First Class was my greatest achievement because um, I feel like I really worked my butt off for it um, throughout my whole career. Well, that is... Promotions are always great. Promotions are always something we always look forward to. Um, I don't think they ever really get old. I mean, unless you're like, you know, a general getting another star. I mean, right at that point. Uh, but you know, again, uh, that's that's yeah, that's always great. It's always great. And then it finally came. Like just just before everything was finally closing out, you just you finally got that last little. Uh, I guess I guess pin on the board. Well, I would agree, I would agree with you. Yeah, my my final, you know, my final thing to complete. Check, my final check block. 
because you know obviously when i was competing for promotion i wasn't expecting to be leaving the army shortly right um but you know the they were like oh yeah you're you're gonna get out now and i was like oh okay but this entire time I've been promotable. I was like, I just, I just want to, just want to get promoted. Just, just help. Been promotable for two years. Just please help. And, and yeah, and finally this year was this year was the year. Well, I would have gotten promoted earlier um, because, as you know, but I don't know if your listeners know, for you to get promoted nowadays, you have to go to your respective um, school. Yep. So each each NCO rank has a NCO school that you have to attend. And so I was needing to go to senior leaders course before I could actually get promoted to Sergeant First Class. Well, <laughs> I was supposed to go at the beginning of 2020, so this year, but it coincided with when I had to get surgery. Mm-hmm. So I had to push the school date. And so I, all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I'm calling them back or calling the schoolhouse to try and get another slot. And they're like, well, oh, you'll get a slot sometime, you know, because I had to defer my class. Right. And it, it looked like I was never going to get a class, honestly. But because of COVID, mm-hmm. they actually waived the school requirements. So I ended up just, I mean, unfortunately, but fortunately, getting promoted due to them waiving the school requirements. I still technically have to go to senior leaders course, but I believe I may be out by the time that happens now. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, how horrible! <laughs> um, I do have kind of an off-the-cuff question. It's not one of the ones I sent you. I, I kind of just thought of this now. I don't know why. Uh, Ooh, all right, let's go. But it, were, was there anything besides the whole promotion? Was there anything? Did you like? Sorry, did you really have like a list of accomplishments, the stuff you wanted to do while you were in? Um. So well, it, so I wanted to complete one of my degrees. Right. That was a huge one for me. Um, so I just finished my associate's degree last year, which was one of my, I would say that's, I'm the first degree holder in my family. Right. Um, so I wanted to finish my, I wanted to finish my bachelor's degree, but we're still working on that one. We're still working on um, it. We're, we're working on it. We're like, we have like a year left. Um, but I think, I, I didn't really have like a list of achievements that I wanted to accomplish while I was going. I kind of was just like, full sending it the entire time <laughs> you know like because right. i was when I, as i was growing up i'd probably say until like the seventh or eighth year in the army i was just doing everything that i could so okay. everybody you know they would be like hey do you want to go to the school and i was like sure let's do it and that's how i ended up going like i went to a, a pretty significant amount of schools and it was pretty much just because somebody was like hey we have this opening and i was like let's go and i didn't even know what it was you know mm-hmm. um but I, yeah, I don't think I really had like a, a career path in mind or like achievements in mind. I just kind of just did it. Right. Um, and then looking back on it, I was like, oh, I'm glad that I did that because it actually set me up for success. Because unfortunately, when I was growing up in the army, nobody kind of helps you along. You kind of just have to figure it out on your own, Yeah. Um, which may just have been my leadership, but <laughs> um, <laughs> which which you'll you'll hear about in a moment. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I just, I, I kind of going to all of those schools and doing the things that I did kind of set me up for success without me even knowing about it. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't think I really had achievements that I had set for myself besides the promotions because I, I really wanted to get promoted to sergeant and I wanted to do that pretty quick. And I, I did do that pretty quick. I think 
I think three years in or no, two years in two years. I think about two years in, I think I made two and a half, sorry, two and a half years. I think I made Sergeant. Mm, Pretty nice. Um, And then I think I made Staff Sergeant just over four years. So I think, I think it was just over four years, somewhere between four and five, I made Staff Sergeant. And so I was really gunning for Staff Sergeant was like my, my achievement or my goal, sorry. Um, And I was trying to make it like immediately upon becoming eligible right but but uh i think it, it's i think it took me about another six months after i become el- became eligible because of a whole mess of uh interesting developments mm. but um yeah i guess i just really like chased promotions in my career always looking for the next one you know <laughs> yeah i feel that uh, i definitely feel that uh you said something about leadership Oh, yes. So, here's a fun story for you. The When I went to Kosovo, I was actually in that operations job, like I told you. And so, if I'm, was, if I'm not mistaken, back then, you had to be in for four years. For, yeah, 48 months was when you were eligible to get promoted to staff or be boarded for staff sergeant. Yep. Um, I can't, I can't remember how long you had to be an an E five four or Sergeant four, but you had to be in for four years to go to the promotion board. And so I went to the promotion board at exactly four years while I was in Kosovo Mm -hmm. and I was recommended for promotion. However, when it went up to the brigade commander who signs off on the memorandum for it, the brigade commander was like, Nope. Um, and so, like, I legitimately still have this in my I Love Me book. Oh, geez. I, there's a memorandum that says well, he circled yes and then wrote the exception with the exception. And then he wrote my name. Uh, and so I went and talked to him about it, which was, by the way, very scary at the time. Yeah. Uh, an E5 talking to a full bird colonel. Hmm. But he told me because I'm infantry, if I want to get promoted, I need to go back to infantry land pretty much. And so... It was, by the way, it wasn't my choice to be in the position that I was at the time. Fair. Because you're not in charge of your career nope. as a young sergeant. But, um, so they actually moved me to a different unit and I, which I was fine with. And I showed up to the different unit and I was like, Hey, look, I already went to the promotion board. Um, here's all my documents. Um, <laughs> please promote me because <laughs> he took, he took my promotable status. So it was pretty much like I never went to the promotion board, even though I had all of the board proceedings. Oh, jeez. So... Yeah, it was uh, it was a frustrating time in my life, hmm. but so I show up to this new unit and show my platoon sergeant. I was like, "Look, here's everything. Here's you know, whatever." And he was like, mm, "No, I need to evaluate you for at least ninety days before we send you to the promotion board." And I was like, "Great." <laughs> Which I mean, I I can understand it, but still, I was a little salty. Yeah. And then I think I don't think it was even three months later that I ended up going to the promotion board because of the first sergeant. Um, but it took me an additional, like, mm, I'd say six to eight months after getting going to the promotion board the first time to get promoted. Mm-hmm. And the main, for those of you out there that are single, this is why this is important. <laughs> so as a sergeant, you live in the barracks, which uh, I'm not a fan of. So getting promoted to staff sergeant, you actually become somewhat of an adult. And you were allowed to move and get your own apartment and stuff like that. So 
I was trying to get promoted to staff sergeant before I redeployed so that when I came back, I could just move into an apartment and not have to live in the barracks. But obviously that didn't happen. So I had to live in the barracks for like an additional eight months. And uh, it was great. Oh, I bet it was great. Oh, it was lovely. <laughs> um, I keep thinking, I don't know why I just keep thinking of questions now. Uh, now that we've actually had time to sit down. Uh, <laughs> did you ever at any point have a, have any thoughts about like reclassing? Like did, would, or, or uh, did you do well enough on your abs of ab to have that option? So I did. Um, I actually got yelled at by my recruiter, by my, yeah, my recruiter. Cause he didn't want me to go infantry, <laughs> but it was one of those classic stories of they're like, you can do pretty much everything. And I was like, cool. I want to be a grunt. And they're like, what? Why? No. And heh, here we are. But um, I did many a times think of reclassing. I thought about going warrant officer to go be a pilot. Uh, I thought about trying to commission. I actually did try and go warrant officer at one point, but that didn't really work out so well. Hmm. Um, I didn't meet. They have very stringent requirements to go to be a pilot. Yeah. And medically, I wasn't qualified to <laughs> become a pilot. But I did try and do that. Uh, I actually did start getting my packet ready while I was in Kosovo, ironically, to try and commission because my um, captain at the time, my commanding officer, wanted me to commission. And uh, I guess, funnily enough, as I was getting my packet together, they changed um, one of the regulations <laughs> back when they said that tattoos were uh, bad. <clears throat> and if you had sleeve tattoos, you weren't allowed to request commission. Oh. And so I have, I have a sleep tattoo. So that immediately made me ineligible to try and go uh, to try and commission. <laughs> uh, I love it because uh, I'm a dirty pleb with tattoos. So dirty, but, but I did my entire career. I thought about reclassing, but I just never, never pulled the trigger. I gotcha. Uh, and for the people out there, um, cause I know a lot of people, the general consensus is that, oh, the infantry, they're, they're dumb and they didn't do well on their ASVABs. But what I found is that those people who do do like the greatest on their ASVABs, they go infantry because they just want to do cool stuff. Like it's not, it's less about, uh, um, finding some, cause for sometimes for those people, it's, it's less about finding like something that's, I guess, compatible with the civilian world after they get out, but they just want to do something cool for once. You know, they spend their lives in school, you know, doing well or whatever, but you know, they have the chance to be free and be an adult. So they're like, Hey, let me go blow up some stuff somewhere, fly, fly in, you know, C-130, do something cool, at least to, uh, have some good life experience. I, I would say from my, so my, at least my experiences, I, in the infantry, you only have two types of people. You have the very intellectually smart people that like, you're like, why are you infantry? Like you could do so many other things. And then you do have the people that are really dumb. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> you had, you just tell, you just have to tell them what to do and they'll go and do it. But they are, they, the, the, brain capacity to think outside of that they, they don't possess that capability um but yeah there's there is no in between there's either you're really smart or you are really dumb uh so this is why i couldn't be infantry i'm, I'm in between uh but that's why i'm a poet the wonderful oh, no, world smart, the wonderful world i live in <laughs> uh <laughs> but oh sorry last question before we move on um 
Funniest moment. Funniest moment. So it wasn't funny at the time, but <laughs> looking back on it, it's kind of comical now. So I would say my funniest moment was when I got to my first duty station. So when I got to Fort Hood as a brand new infantry private. And so I showed up and that was back in the days where you could get smoked. Um, and for those of you listening that don't know what being smoked means, it's uh, a <laughs> lot of um, exercises. A lot. And uh, like a lot. A um, lot. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just leave it at that. But um, so I showed up to my first duty station and, you know, the first time I meet my team leader, I'm just immediately getting smoked and I don't know what's going on. And so when I showed up, I had just graduated airborne school. Well, the other guy that showed up with me at the same time had just uh, failed out or quit out of a ranger selection. So the unit automatically assumed that we both failed out of ranger assessment. So I showed up, graduated, you know, I just graduated airborne school. Like I'm feeling good about myself and I'm being yelled at on why I failed ranger school or why, why I failed ranger assessment. And I was like, I don't even know what that is, you know, while I'm get while I'm doing mass amounts of pushups. Um, <laughs> but they were like asking me the ranger creed. And I was like, I, you know, I literally have no idea what that is. And I'm just getting, just getting smoked. I'm doing pushups for days. Um, and then after this whole spiel of me sweating and doing lots of pushups, the, person i'm talking about was like hey give me a ride back to the company because i he didn't have a car so this individual that just you know made my life not great for a couple hours wanted me to give him a ride back to the company which (laughs) seemed kind of funny at the time um but i gave him a ride back to the company and then he was giving us like a a tour of the area and he's at this point he's being like really chill so i was like okay that was just like the first initial like you know i'm i'm better and this is you're gonna listen to me and so on and so forth and so he's walking me and this other guy around and we get outside because he wants to go and smoke. So he's just kind of talking to us and still showing us around. Right. And in the middle of him sitting in the, um, the smoking area, he just tells us, you have 20 seconds to run to that. Um, I can't remember what it was that run to that building and back. And like, it was just completely out of the blue. So we're like, what? And he was like, you have 20 seconds to run to that building and back go. And so, you know, it was just like completely caught everybody or me and the other guy off guard because he's just <laughs> chatting so nonchalantly with us. And then all of a sudden, you know, he throws this at us. And then, so we start running and uh, continue to get smoked for probably another couple hours. Like I ended up carrying this man. It was, it was a lot of fun. But, <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Looking back in retrospect, it was just kind of funny that it was like flipping a switch multiple times throughout my first day of being there and getting yelled at for not graduating something that I didn't even go to. Um, <laughs> And then I very painfully had to learn like the Ranger Creed and all sorts of stuff, which was really fun because I didn't even know what a Ranger was at the time. Uh-huh. And I didn't even know what Ranger School was or Ranger Assessment, but they automatically assumed that I failed something. And it was just, uh, <laughs> looking wow. back, it was comic. It was, yeah, looking back, it was comical because uh, they just automatically assumed that I was uh, <laughs> worthless. Oh, boy. But, but I guess that's what's expected when you're a brand new private. But I was I was going in with such a, like, feeling so good about myself, you know. Just graduated from <laughs> one station unit training. Just graduated from airborne school. Show up. Why'd you fail, Ranger? I was what? It was, yeah. It, it was a painful experience, but wow. quite quite funny looking back on it now. That is, wow. <laughs> that, is, that is nuts. 
That is there's a lot of shenanigans in the army. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. So now that we've got the formal uh, nods inside of the way, we can actually relax for a bit. Um, so Twitch, um, you've been on Twitch for how long now? Uh, just over six months, I believe. And uh, since the time you've been on, you've definitely, definitely had some colorful characters uh, kind of come through, come and come and go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice way to put it. That is the nicest way I'm going to put it. Um, uh, but now we have like, we've, you, more of you, you've, there's just been so many people now that like that have done incredible things and we've, that you've gotten a chance to interact with, like, tell us, uh, about your experiences with those, with those peoples. I mean, we have, we have a great community that's been built and it's not, it hasn't been built by me. I'm just like. I'm dad in, in this, but everybody, everybody else is just, you know, shown up and stuck around for, I'm, I'm saying they're sticking around for my dog. That's what it is. Uh, but we have, I mean, we have some, we have some wonderful content creators, uh, honestly. Like we've got, you know, we've got this, this goof Norton individual. Who is that? Who does it, who does his podcasts and his music and he's wonderful. Um, and we have a bunch of other, you know, we have a bunch of artists. We've got, uh, you know, I've had people that were on esports teams We've got a bunch, a bunch of wonderful content creators. Um, and I, I just, yeah, we've, we've got this wonderful community of just uh, family. I'd say we, we've just got this, this huge family and they each, each has their own specialty and thing that they do. And it's, it's great to just, you know, watch them do their thing and watch them create content or create music or whatever it is that they do. But like, I think like the majority of our community is a content creator in some way. I a hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree with that. Like, w- like I'm looking at the discord now and I'm just like looking at the list of names and I'm like, yeah, all these people, they're, they're, they're all really cool. They've all brought something to the community in some way, uh, way, shape or form. And through, through a uh, collaborative effort by everybody, we've been able to set up things and, uh, kind of help you out kind of figure this twitch thing out and make it easier for you uh to stream because you kind of go off what the viewers kind of want um and you pretty much take it from there uh because we have you know the minecraft mondays and then the 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 uh the scary saturdays and whatnot (laughs) like that uh the minecraft mondays thing that 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 alone is like absolutely amazing I mean, I would be absolutely, I would be nowhere without my moderators, honestly. Between you, uh, Gator, Bunny, like I, I would be absolutely nowhere without y'all because you help me maintain my own sanity <laughs> and give me ideas on, you know, because sometimes I kind of get lost in, lost in the world. Right. Because just, just like you're saying, like, because a lot of the stuff that we do is community based. So I tend to find myself, you know, doing things the community and worrying about community games and playing with people and then like i forget that at the end of the day like i still get to play i still get to do stuff so i i you guys kind of wrote me back in which is it, it's very helpful and yeah i would i would not be where i'm at today without you wonderful wonderful individuals and i guess one of the um the biggest takeaways i at least i get from this is that um, the it's the the people the individuals they're very 
complex in their own ways because I, the amount of like like late night conversations like we've had with everybody in here well not everybody but with a with a lot of people in here it's it's crazy oh it absolutely is insane i think even you know this morning i believe i stayed up on a a voice call with like six people six to eight people depending until like i don't know like 7 a.m yeah granted granted i you know i don't sleep anyways but yeah we have a it's it's very interesting we're like the reverse sleep squad so there's a group of people that just jump into a voice chat and listen to music and play other community games and i mean it's it's growing slowly like it started with like a couple of us and now there's like 10 people that show up just randomly throughout the night that want to hang out and play games and it's it's just continuously growing and it's it's insane to me it is insane and y'all are crazy i think the one time i actually stayed up with you guys it ended up being like 11 a.m and I was like, this is, this is not okay. <laughs> we were like up from like late night all the way up to like 11 a.m. We just not sleep. And I'm like, why am I still here? I'm like, why am I still here? I even skipped food for you guys. Yeah. But you, you, you just get lost. You don't look at the, so that's the thing is like, I don't look at the time. Right. Right. Like, especially if we're playing games together, like I think, we're, I think fall guys was happening or league was happening or something. And you just you just get lost in the moment and the, the laughs and the conversations and then all of a sudden oh hey it's two p.m. and you've stayed up literally all night. <laughs> Which uh, yeah, what well, the, the funny the funny part is when you stay up so late that people that went to bed and had a normal sleep schedule <laughs> join the call after they wake up. <laughs> That's that, that has happened quite a few times. That's how you know you've been up for way too long. I'm like, oh, a person that sleeps normal hours. What? Oh, yeah. oh, it's oh, it's awake time. <laughs> It'd be oh, like perfect, that. just in time for me to go to sleep. <laughs> um, and yeah, to, and to think that this all spun out of like, I I wouldn't say like complete chaos, like just a, a small form of chaos, I guess. And then it it bloomed into something cool and amazing. Now we know. Like tons of other people with tons of other different discords. We even got somebody from the USAE Discord. Um, that's the uh, Army's uh, esports Discord for people who don't know. Um, and that's awesome. Yep. I fangirl over that yeah, over we have, time. We have so many people from. We have we have so many people from different walks of life that are in here, and like I, when I started, I never expected this. You know, I was just going to be some guy that played video games on the internet. And if people wanted to come watch me, then so be it. And now it's, yeah, it's, it's turned into a massive family and it, every, everybody it's, it's interesting because it's just people from all walks of life, really. Literally. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. Like people all, all around the world, people, all different, you know, different career paths, different types of content creators. And yeah. It's just, it's, it's insane. That is great. I mean, I'm always amazed by it because I was like away from Twitch. Uh, I think I told you that for a little while before I started coming to the other streams and then to your streams. Um, and it just to to see where where this has gone. I'm I'm glad I came back <laughs> just in time. <laughs> I would have missed. I'm all, glad as well. I, I would have missed all of this. Um, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. No, not at all that's why I'm kind of thankful for the internet and it being as expansive and as opportunistic as it, as it is like there's opportunities everywhere 
and you never know what you're going to miss out on if you don't, you know, just go for it. Like, oh, I can, com- I completely agree. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to, <laughs> my, my, the story of my life, sometimes you just got to full send it. Full send all the time. Full send every time. Um, yep, we're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. <laughs> no, come back. Um, shoot. Uh, you guys can catch uh, Mr. Mr. Ryan, Mr. Forgive, over on twitch.tv forward slash forgive the week. Uh, he, he, he's not, she's not shy. He will say hello, most definitely. Uh, and also you will, will meet, say. you will meet Frank, because he is very nice too. He's the star of the show. I just sit in the chair. <laughs> it's, it's all about the dog, not me. Uh, we all love Frank. Um, but we love, we love Ryan too. Cause he's, he's cool. He's cool. He takes care of Frank. So we kind of have to like him. Uh, <laughs> it's a good reason. <laughs> uh, but it's a good reason. Uh, thank you everybody for uh, staying with us for this long. Thank you, Ryan, for joining me, uh, for this long. Absolutely. Uh, uh, what, what, what is your Twitter handle? Cause I don't know. <laughs> Uh, at Forgive Week. Okay, at Forgive Week. Go follow him on Twitter. I'll make sure I leave his um, Twitch down below, and hopefully I'll remember your Twitter because if I don't, oh well. Uh, you guys, are, you probably you guys can find it at his Twitch channel. So, and be sure to join the Discord and join the community. We have we have awesome people in here all the time. Somebody's always doing something somewhere, so you'll always find somebody active and doing shenanigans. Uh, but I- go ahead. Yeah, that, that that is the good thing is that because we have people from all around the world, there's legitimately somebody always streaming and somebody always playing a game. There, I don't think I've ever seen the Discord at any time. And trust me, I stay up all the time. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I've ever seen it where not one person was doing something at some time. So there's always something going on. So you are welcome to join. Uh, but I want to thank you guys again. I want to thank Anchor for again sponsoring uh, this podcast and letting me do this. Uh, as a as 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 a hobby uh, hopefully soon a job but come back next week peoples and you will get to see some more awesome content here on the group martin radio show make sure you share this with your friends and family grandmas aunts and uncles brothers sisters dogs cats whoever else if you want to if you want to help out the show you can Go to anchor.fm forward slash Goof Norton and you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month. That's a Snickers bar. That's a Snickers bar for you right there. But again, thank you. Um, I'll be back again. Remember that love is patient and I will see you next time. Peace. Peace.